0: So, of course, I'm sure there's the question of what exactly is R3? Or in other words, what makes it different? What makes it unique? What makes it different than all these other podcasts and shows and things that are out there? Um, The main difference is it's just my prayer is that everything that comes from R3 is seen as coming from a messenger and not a maestro. I want this entire project to be completely and 100% orchestrated by the work of the Lord Jesus Christ because I want to be able to speak, I want to teach, I want to preach, but I also want to listen to those that speak back and share with one another. Um, I'm praying to, you know, be able to be involved from household to household with relationship development the way that I've always, are always desired to. There is no direct path to how this project is going to go, Um, but I think that's the biggest thing that I'm learning from hearing from a lot of people. Some things you just kinda gotta go for and see where it takes you, see where it leads you. Take the goods, take the bads, take the disappointment, take the excitement, but continue to walk on that journey and enjoy it as it comes along. So, of course, there'll be those random moments, there'll be those happy moments, there'll be those controversial moments because anything that you're talking about that's good, it's going to have a rebuttal it's going to have some kickback but you know overall i think what's going to make r3 completely different is its audience so hearing from you and interacting with you engaging with you all that's what's going to make it different because you're going to let me know the appeal and interest of what you're hearing you're going to give me back that feedback that needs to be heard about hey this is what i thought about it or hey this is my input on what's going on on the show or the podcast, or even something that may pique your interest to further to discuss. I'm totally here to do that. Um, Like I said, this is going to be a journey. It is a faith walk, to be completely honest. So let's see what happens. Let's see how it goes. Again, and as always, I pray that it's something that inspires and encourages someone and that I'm able to be encouraged and inspired by someone who's listening as well along the way. So feel free to reach out. You can always reach me by my social media handles. Um, my Instagram is underscore K-I-E-W-I-E underscore. Um, or my name, Kiara Freeman, via Facebook. But I am looking forward to creating more avenues and channels for you all to kind of interact with me as well along with this podcast process so just continue to tune in rock with me and I'll give you more deets bye listen let me tell you something something very prophetic that came to mind um here recently that I just really felt on my heart to share especially when it comes to my generation I'm a millennial and I find I feel like I'm the that liaison between my generation the millennials and where we're supposed to be reaching to in life that we just seem to be missing with so many things getting lost in translation with the way that the world is changing um something very key that came to mind um was times have changed but the issues are still the same so everything our ancestors were dealing with everything our grandmas -grandmas, great-grandmas great-great-grandmas even mothers aunts have been dealing with it's still the same stuff like one thing about us as humans when it comes to the enemy is we are some of the most recyclable pieces of anything that there are it's a shame but it's true because there ain't really have to be a lot of new tricks to come for us and I find that in my generation the covering that was so strong and just full of oil and potency has gotten weak and We stopped building that wall of prayer and standing like our ancestors taught us to. And our grandmothers, you know, or the church mothers, as a lot of people love to say. Um, Generational curses came to mind, you know, even with dealing with those. Grandma knew how to pray and hide it. Mama had a hard time hiding it and grew up tired of praying about it. And by the time it got to us as millennials, we don't know how to hide it or pray through it. So it's like, who's going to make that choice to pick the baton up? Who's going to make that choice to stand in the gap? Who's going to make the choice to continue to fight even when you don't want to keep going? As millennials, we have to keep praying for the fruit that has already been born. We have to keep watering that tree that was already planted from those seeds that came from those praying mothers and grandmothers and great-grandmothers. And we cannot let the fruit die because there is so much fruition. And you have to remember that we will continue to be the those next chapters for our babies, for our babies, babies, and so on and so forth. Don't let that baton fall because we still have a kingdom agenda and we still have priorities to continue to keep up those legacies and to not let the prayers fall by the wayside. It doesn't matter how much the world changes. It's just a new generation and a new batch of people with new developments and things that have come out of chaos and confusion. That does not mean that we do not still have a strong standing God that is above and beyond all of these things. So don't let the world lie to you and use you and make you think I'm not good enough or I can't do it or I can't handle it. And I am more than willing to walk that walk with you to continue to show you that's a lie that the enemy has built and created for this generation that we are not going to follow, we're not going to suffer by, and we're not going to continue to walk in. So I just wanted to share that little tidbit while it came to mind um, because I know that I'm not the only one that struggled with that. And I know that you aren't the only one that struggled with it either or anyone close to you. So... If you have any thoughts, questions, or concerns on that, I'd love to hear from you. See what you have going on. If you have a testimony for it, share it, because I'm pretty sure somebody needs to hear about it. And if not, keep going. You'll get to the other side of that testimony. That's the guarantee. So I had what I'm calling an ouch moment one day, um, which I'm sure is just another way of basically saying i had a revelation knowledge moment i absolutely love having those um because they're what the common man would call an aha moment but i'm like "Mm -hmm, honey i know that's the holy spirit so i had an ouch moment and the reason i called it ouch is because i literally said aloud ouch when it occurred it was pretty funny because nothing touched me but it was that significant Um, so this ouch moment came when, you know, I had been going through a really strong bout of just dealing with a lot of anxiety and stress and just feeling that spiral of depression around the corner, um, which I'll definitely talk more about that in a later podcast because mental health absolutely matters in a major way. And I can definitely speak a lot to that, but that's for a later podcast, but, um, I was just having a really rough season. Um, This was recently with, you know, dealing with stress, anxiety, frustrations, and just feeling like no matter how much I was asking for a change and trying to see something different, trying to get through the muck of things, it was just constantly never exactly what I was asking for. And so, for example, in one of the moments, it was just something dealing with, A rocky moment in my marriage with my husband and it's like it was a really rough week for both of us just dealing with each other just mentally and emotionally um and it came to the top of the week and I had realized one morning rolling over you know we had ended up having a good evening the night before and then as I thought about it I was like well the evening before that we did too and then the evening before that we did too now what ended up happening was these were literally just small little moments That happened each day through all the negativity and the muck and the crap that we were dealing with every single day there was actually something positive to say that actually happened and what hit me was man even in the 21st century we are here in 2019 and god is still giving us manna and we are not even appreciating it and i literally heard myself go ouch because i realized God is still constantly providing for us the same way that he did for the people of Israel, the way that he fed them daily. And I mean, they were never without. Now, granted, it was manna, which from what I'm told is translated to what is it or what is this? They constantly had this falling from the sky in the scripture. And no matter how much it was, it was just never enough for them. Now, granted, it was provision, more than enough provision. But it was never enough because it wasn't exactly what they wanted. They could have very well been asking for some kind of steak, some kind of extra glamorous meal, something other than what they kept getting every single day. And they failed to be grateful for the fact that they were still provided for. They were not suffering. They were not going hungry. They were not growing tired or weary in their journey because God was still providing even in the journey, which was a process in itself. And I realized today we still do that. And I was like, I'm a prime example in that moment. I was not appreciating that even though we were having these rough moments in our marriage, every single day, God gave me a moment to smile and be appreciative of having my husband, of having our marriage, of developing us, of growing us, even in the growing pains. And I never took the time the entire week because I was so busy like, but God, this is what I asked for. But God, this is what I wish he would do. But God, this is what I wish we had. And he brought it to my attention at that point. I wasn't appreciating the manna that he was providing every single day. I wasn't appreciating that daily bread. And I had to repent for that moment because I'm like, wow. We all are still living like that to the point we're not appreciating what we're getting on a daily because it's not the dose that we feel like we need. He's not going to all of a sudden supercharge us every single day with everything that we need. The point is to give us our daily bread, which means what suffices us for that day. not what we won't suffice because again, we are in a microwave generation where what we want is far larger than what the Lord may be giving us in that moment because he knows better for us. And I appreciate that. And I truly appreciate that revelation knowledge of realizing that we're still dealing with that. But to recognize it, the next phase is to, now that it's highlighted, what are you going to do about it? Be more cognizant of it. Now I'm more sensitive to paying attention to those things. Now I find myself wanting to go back to counting those blessings. As cliche as that is, and they tell us that from little growing up. Count your blessings, baby. We have to. Because even those little things could very well be a big change in the domino effect of our day if we learn to just appreciate the fact that God is still the same today, tomorrow, forevermore because his process has not changed. We may not be getting the same what is it that they got way back then, but we're still getting our own forms of gratefulness and sufficiency every single day. Have you dealt with these kind of things or have you had a recent testimony or moment where this has been an issue where you've realized or recognized it? You know, these are definitely things you want to talk. Let's chat about it. But I thought that was just powerful and I really wanted to share that with y'all. So, yeah, let me know what you think. Bye. Listen, let me tell you something. I heard this amazing word recently from a pastor that was teaching out of Luke 13 and 11 about the woman that had contracted a really bad issue with her body due to a spirit. Now, she dealt with this issue for 18 years, right? Went to the same church for 18 years, never got healed, was constantly bent over. So one of the things that the pastor pointed out is, first of all, she continually had downward negative emotional thoughts because she was never able to look up and be, um, she she was never really helped. Nobody took the time over these 18 years um, to really help her look up and try to find the positive and get healed from her issue. On top of that, the pastor actually pointed it out. So for 18 years, she had the ability to go to doctors and try to get healed and fixed. You know, she can try all these different medications, remedies, what have you. But the fact that she didn't contract this from anything physical and it came spiritually, she was never being taken to the right place. She was never going to the right source or she was never brought into the right source. So a couple of things that this pastor pointed out was one, nobody ever reached out to help her, two, Many of us are so busy telling folks to stay out of our business that we don't realize the Lord sends certain people to infiltrate our life, to help us with these processes where we have contracted a spirit. Like people around here contracting diseases, honey, you can do the same thing spiritually, and it's just as bad, if not worse, because there's only one source that can heal you, and that, and that is Jesus. There is no medical term. There are no doctors, no hospitals that can heal something that was infiltrated and contracted within you spiritually. Um, But yeah, the lady went this one time in 18 years to the church and Jesus showed up this one day and he said that you are healed and he touched her and she was healed immediately. That pointed out that for 18 years, the Lord was not in the midst of this church. And we have a lot of churches like that today where you can be going to church Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, if you want to. And praising the Lord. But if he is not in the midst of that house, then what are you doing other than a routine, repeat, weekly checkup? And what are you doing it for? Because there's no oil in that house, honey. So... I really appreciated him teaching on that particular um, teaching because we need to be healed. We don't need to just peel it, so to speak. And disclaimer to that, I am not against anyone taking medication when you're dealing with things that are contracted, you know, spiritually, because typically with things that you're getting spiritually, they're going to be affecting you in a way that the doctors can't point out which means most of the time it's going to be a mental thing that's affecting the rest of your body and so when you're dealing with that and you're dealing with those emotional downfalls and spills and just negativity that's going on in your mind you have to let that stuff out which means you have to let people come in and hold you accountable and call you out on these things to help you and pray with you and heal you and make you whole in this process according to the word. So all of that stay out of my business stuff where you feel like you're just going to deal with it by yourself. That's not going to work. If you're calling on the Lord for help, understand he will send that help sometimes in the form of another person. So, um, yeah, I just thought that was a great, great word. Um, I can definitely get more in depth about that later on if I go back and look at the notes that I wrote down from the pastor's teaching. But that was an amazing story. Again, that came from Luke 13 and 11 I believe is where it started so check it out if you get a chance but that's my listen Linda moment for the day because honey that was a fire word